Hello and welcome to C3 Newcastle City Podcast. It is our honour to host you and trust you will enjoy this message as much as we did. For more information about C3 Newcastle City or to connect with us, visit our website, www.c3nc.com. My name's Mel and I'm so glad you've chosen to hang out on your Sunday morning with us here at C3 People. Who's excited about the opportunity and the, pro- the prospect, as we have to call it? I'm super excited. But you know what we need to do? We need to just be really loud if you're excited. This is not a time to be quiet about your excitement. I know some of you are a little introverted and you get excited on the inside and it doesn't make its way outside very often. But right now you need to be loudly excited because the leadership are taking a bold step, all right? And they don't need to feel like we're all sitting back here going, okay, well, I hope it comes off. That is not helpful. We need to all lean in and be like, yes, let's go. I'll pick up my chair now. I'll put my name on it. We don't need the chairs because there's chairs in there. But whatever. We need to be front-footed about this. So can I encourage you, if you don't want to fast food, fast something else. Because sometimes fasting people go, ooh. Like immediately you're hungry. Does anyone else get that? Someone talks about fasting and you're like, I must eat solidly for the next three days to fast for six hours. Don't fast food. That's not for you, okay? God's not going to ask you to do something that's impossible. He's kind. Fast something else like Netflix, you know, or fast listening to your favourite podcast or something that will cause you pain enough for you to remember why you're fasting. Because the fasting's not about the discipline of fasting. It's about the acknowledgement that God and the thing that you're fasting for means more to you than that other thing. So just pick something and put God above it, and you'll be fine, okay? So it's an exciting time in our calendar and in our church history, and, you know, I've always loved when new opportunities come along, Um, and I love it when we get to expand and take new ground, particularly where other people are going to be welcomed into the family, because that's what we're here for. And I'm honoured today to share with you around all things beyond, and also about purpose, Because as I was preparing for this, God reminded me that if we're going to go outside of our walls, we've got to understand why we're going out there. And each one of us has a purpose inside of us that is a God-given purpose. But sometimes the world tries to give us a distorted version of purpose. It tries to make us think about a position or a title or an amount of money like your income or a relationship status. And it makes you believe that you need to have all these other things in line before you can be purposeful. But can I tell you today, you've been purposed since the first day you drew breath. The purpose that God has for your life doesn't need anything that man can attach to it because it's all God-breathed. So you don't have to get a special permission slip from the world to go ahead and be purposeful. And someone needs to hear that this morning. Because as I was getting ready, I felt God say, I want to help unlock something. And it's bigger than any song that we can sing. It's bigger than any word that I can say. I can't encourage you enough. Because what it is, is that God's going to reach down inside of you and he's going to unlock something in your heart that will help you fly. But you have to give him permission. And part of that is surrendering our own free will and going, God, not my will, but yours. And they're nice words to say, but when you have to do it, it kind of sucks. I'm just going to be honest with you. Because it means laying aside and going, oh, God, what you've got is better. 
all the things that I can see, what you've got is better. And at the time when you're doing that, it doesn't always seem that way. Has anybody been there before? A couple of you? Awesome. So as I get older, I've realised that coming together on a Sunday is great. It's literally my favourite day of the week. I love the gathering of the people. I love coming and hearing how everyone's week's been. I love being in God's house. But sometimes that can be unsettling for some of us. But God's going to restore the joy for that. I believe that the gathering of this body is different to any other. There's no control. There's no manipulation. We are blessed with golden leaders. Can I hear an amen? We have the best opportunity to flourish in this house, but we've still got to unlock our own heart and surrender so that God can get in there and do what he needs to do. But if we just keep gathering together and God's not at the center of it, we're just a gathering. But when God's at the center, we can be like this collaborative movement for good. We can affect change. We can see our city find hope. We can see people find belonging. We can become so much more effective when we're all gathered together in Jesus' name. We can be a force for good. And as I get older, I'm starting to understand that some of the seeds that I'm planting now and watering are for my kids' future. It's for the harvest that we may not see. And that makes me even more excited. Because when you're kind of a teenager or a young adult, you want to see everything. You want it now, and God's timing is way too slow on every single subject and topic. But then as you get older and the clock's kind of ticking up a bit, you start to think, oh, you slow down a little bit, God. I just, don't, I just don't want everything in the fast lane. I kind of like it back here in the slow lane. I'm happy to pull over to the left for a while. I've been in the right, charging down, overtaking everyone. And for me, I spent a lot of time in the right lane, overtaking even God. And he was like, whoa, sister, it's not where I need you to be right now. You're doing too many things. Pull over to the left. Pull over to the left. And I was so gung-ho and persistent, I couldn't even find the indicator. I was just like, whoa, this is amazing. Woo! And God's like, slow down. So to get into the rhythm of grace that God has for your life is super important. And there's times when you will speed ahead and there's times when you need to pull over and take it slow. For me, learning that has been a kicking and screaming battle that I have wrestled and probably will continue to wrestle because I get really excited about things. And God's like, shh, just wait. But what I've discovered is that I crash a lot into things when I'm under my own compulsion. Does anybody else do that? It's like, and sometimes I've like driven over the top of people that were a bit in my way and you're a bit slow. You're going to get out of my way. Places to be. That's not how God wants us to love people. He wants us to love people, not run over them. So we need to make sure that we're in the right rhythm for where we're heading. Because God has an exact lane for you to be in and an exact time when he'll push go. And if we're under his compulsion, he moves all the things out of the way. Amazing, right? Can't believe it. There's no shortcuts with God. I did cross country at school. I know you all thought that already, didn't you? She looks like a cross country runner. But alas, I wasn't. But it was in about year four and I did this cross country run at my school. 
And it was in the bush. It was proper cross-country. It wasn't like cross-country now that kids do where they do like six laps around the oval. Go down and run around the flat crowd of Spam. I'm like, that's not cross-country. There's no creek. There's no, like, stumps to jump over. There's no snakes to be threatened by. Kids today are soft. You want proper cross-country. Throw them in the bush and let them go. The occasional flag on a tree. So I went to a public primary school and um, it was pretty loose, the cross-country running. So we started off... And as per usual, I was at the front of the pack for about the first four steps and then quickly watched everybody go by and I'm just trotting along because I'm all about, you know, just keep your pace and make it alive. That was my goal, make it to the end alive. And so we did this run and at some point along the track, I took a turn and, you know, tracking through and there wasn't, I never really ran where I could see other people ahead of me because they were gone and I was still paddling along so I just was making my own way probably humming the smurfs or something as I went doing my thing and then I kind of bursted out and I could see the finish line so I came out of the bush and I could see I'm like oh all these people are cheering and clapping and they looked like astounded teachers were like go melody and I'm like trotting in thinking geez they've really kept the encouragement up till the end haven't they only to discover that I was first I know, right? I'm as shocked as you are. It's because the turn I took cut off half the track. (laughs) So I had popped out of the bush, out of sight to them, but it looked like I'd run the whole course. So then the terrifying realisation came in where I'm like, I'm loving all this adulation and encouragement. And I'm just like, I'm first, I know, right? I'm in training. That's good. But in my little year four self, all I could think about was, oh no, now I have to go to zone. (laughs) So I had these few moments of going, I either come clean about my ability level here or we're in a whole lot of trouble. And so I kind of wandered over after a few more minutes of adulation, everybody else is coming through and all the other kids are like, how did you get through there? You cheated. And I'm like, yes, I did. Because <laughs> like all my friends knew there's no way that I had won. So I wandered up to our PE teacher and I'm like, you know, small problem. I think I may have cheated and <laughs> need to be cut from the team. They were graciously like, oh, thank goodness. <laughs> this, the great white hope of Blackhalls Primary School cannot be you. <laughs> Because you cannot run. So anyway, as I was preparing for this, I was reminded of that story. And God kind of spoke to me in it and said, today, we need to come clean. We need to stop cheating him. We need to stop trying to take shortcuts and get to the destination. Because God has got us on a trajectory that is right for us, individually. So this morning, as we talk about beyond, I want to encourage you to not feel overwhelmed to not try and think of shortcut ways to get something done, but to rest in God. He's had me in a scripture for the last few months. I've had a couple of weird months, to be honest, but we'll talk about that some other time. But uh, in Proverbs chapter 3, I know I've jumped ahead, Dave, so if we can have the Proverbs chapter 3 verse up here, it says, Trust God from the bottom of your heart. Don't try to figure out everything on your own. Listen for God's voice in everything you do and everywhere you go. He's the one who will keep you on track and don't assume that you know it all. Everyone else just pause for a moment there. I have a problem with assuming that I know it all sometimes. Run to God, run from evil and your body will glow with health. Your very bones will vibrate with life and honour God with everything you own. Give him the first and the best. 
there's a whole lot to learn from trusting in God with our whole hearts. My Sunday school version is trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. I like to know how things work. I like to know what comes next. I like to understand how it's going to happen. I like to know how I'm going to pay for it. I like to know. Is anybody else with me? But trusting God means trusting God. When he gives you a crazy God whisper, it means trusting him and not trying to understand. That means you don't have permission to try and figure it out, people. You don't have to waste any time thinking about it, mulling over how you can manipulate something to make it work. You just trust God. But the thing about leaning is that we lean into God. Who knows you can't lean on someone from a distance? Okay, I need two volunteers down here. John T and uh, Chris, you look like great opportunity peoples. Okay, put your arm out and touch Chris's shoulder. Now try and lean on him from there. Now take your arm away, like lean. See, see how John T can't, just take one step towards him. Try and lean now. Still slightly awkward. Now get right up close to Chris and lean. Ah. The closer that you get, thank you boys. The closer that you get to God, the, yes, give him a round of applause. Dashing good men, both happily taken. So leaning in on someone means there's a closeness in your proximity to them. Sometimes I've tried to lean on God and not trust my own understanding from a distance. But what happens is there's all this space between God and I. And then things come into all this space. Other things, other people, other responsibilities, other things I want, my own selfish desires. They all pack up between me and God. And I end up not leaning on God. I end up leaning on something else. And then that thing fails and falls over and I blame God. Well, I'm leaning on you, God. And he's like, actually, you're not. If we could just clear everything out of the way and you could just take a few more steps towards me so you're close enough me to lean on me, we wouldn't be in this situation. So we have to make sure that we lean closely. We've talked about Dr. Jim Bentley last week and how amazing he was, and he is. And I can completely understand why Ryan has asked me to follow on preach from Jim because there's a lot in common with Jim and I, to be honest. So many things in common. You know, Jim is a managing director of Hunter Water, soon to be for the state of New South Wales. I am a co-managing director of an organisation called Team Yeomans. I experience difficulty some days, challenges, rise-ups from the corporates, arguments... Jim, too, experiences rise-ups, challenges, arguments. Sometimes Jim would have a staff member tantrum. I probably have more experience than him in that area, to be honest. Conflict resolution. I probably also have more experience than Jim. Jim wore an awesome white cord coat. I bought a new cardigan. You know, this, this closeness. There's a closeness in us. Jim is passionate about water and its uses uses and I passionately use water every day. Many, many loads of washing. The two things that Jim and I have in common is that he's got a story and so have I and we're both passionate about sharing that to glorify Jesus. Now I know that seems humorous but Jim and I are actually very alike. We both are passionately sold out for Jesus. Jim's not more purposeful than me and I'm not more purposeful than Jim. 
we're just working out the purpose of our heart and our life that God planted in us in our lanes. Not one better than the other, just in different spots. The thing about purpose is that it captivates our hearts and it activates our hands. And that's what I want to talk to you about now. We're just going to quickly pop up the list of vision builders items that we're doing. So the Beyond team, it says we're absolutely and passionately committed to reaching beyond our local needs. Once again, we're looking to stretch further in our city, our region and to the nations. So locally, we look after the Alpha course, which is all about introducing people to Jesus. It's all about giving them a place to come and ask questions in a non-threatening environment. You can have been in church for five minutes or 50 years and love Alpha. It's amazing. So we're running another course. We've done two rounds already this year, and um, it's been awesome. A big shout out to the Alpha team because they are legends week in, week out. We're running it again October. Then we have Cap Money. This is really great opportunity for us to partner with our friends at C3 Victory. So they have a Cap Money Centre and we can by all means jump in when they have a course on. And Cap Money is about helping you get your finances in order if you found yourself in financial difficulty. We have to be transparent in the church and be useful and helpful. This is great. If you're having trouble managing your finances, Cap is amazing. Carol's by the beach. Who loves Carol's? The best, right? The biggest outreach that we do to just warm, hug and love our community. And we're doing that again this year. There'll be lots of volunteer opportunities. Naomi will be ready to help you with. Um, C3 Cyclists. This is a new one we've added on this year. And the C3 Cyclists ride a lot. How many kilometres, Lachlan? Yeah, like 700 k's. So... I will be clapping and cheering at the end with a pom-pom and a bacon and egg roll for them. That's that's what's happening. But what they're going to do is it's a local ride this year and the money that they raise through sponsorship goes to the Humpty Dumpty Foundation to help children's um, medical needs. So they buy like special like things for hospitals and they actually can invest in to help children's, like in the children's hospital and other small hospitals and it's amazing. It's amazing. So what we're going to do this year is they will ride 700 kilometres and the finishing lap will be around the cycling track across the road and then they'll come here and we'll have bacon and egg rolls to celebrate and welcome them. So how cool is that? There's a lot of guys from our church that are going to do it and girls too probably. don't know if there is any girls but Naomi's up. I see that hand. <laughs> no way. Then we have the C3 Regional Oversight, which is the role that Pastor Ryan and Erica do. And so they oversight um, a number of churches in our local area and help just develop the leaders, help them just be a, a, a sounding board for anything that's happening in their church and make sure that they're healthy. So that's one thing I love about C3 churches is that we actually have every pastor has somebody else oversighting them to help them and make sure they're actually doing things the best way they can. Kingdom Works, Rick Prosser is an amazing man in our city who gathers the churches together. And we just attended the Lord Mayor's prayer breakfast on Friday morning, and it was awesome. All different churches, all different denominations, all praying for our city. It's amazing work, so we support Rick and his team in that. Pathfinders, we haven't done heaps with Pathfinders lately, but it's about to relaunch. So that's for people in business that want to meet together about once a month, going to have breakfast, talk about what's happening in their business and pray for each other. Super simple, but it means that people in business have got someone else to kind of support them. Soul Cafe, 
Again, something that is run outside of our church. It's a feeding program for our community. I think they do like 400 meals a week. It's amazing. Amazing. So we contribute to that. And SRE scripture in schools. We're looking to get a teacher into a school, hopefully. Everybody just get excited because we might be able to do it. And then Zoe's Place is an organisation that helps mums that are in crisis. They've found themselves pregnant, possibly not planned or through another circumstance. It's a place to go and talk about it and work out what their options are. So it isn't a place where people have decisions forced on them. It's a place of support. So it's a really, really great opportunity. And the final thing that we're doing this year is we're doing a mission trip to Bali which is super fun. And why Bali? Well, because it's close to us. Southeast Asia is not that far away. And we have a sister church in Bali that we're going to go and visit. There's a team of us going. Is any, um, Dave and Tara are here. Jackie's here. Do you guys want to stand up, those that are coming to Bali with me? I don't think Damo's here. But these guys are coming, and then Damien and myself and Riley. So we're super excited. Thanks, guys. I know, you can clap. So we've decided to support the church in Denpasar so we can help make a difference in their community. And it makes it also a place that we can go in the future. So we can send people across and they can go and experience life and culture different to what we do here. Um, Bali has actually got a population of like 4.2 million people and 80% of those people work in the tourism industry. So you can imagine when earthquakes or volcanoes, or ter like terrorist attacks happen, what that does to that community. A lot of those people have been so badly affected that they lost their income because the shopping centres were gone. And just, I didn't even realise. I was thinking of the provinces and the little villages and thinking, oh yeah, they have definitely have issues. But in the middle of Bali, there's actually a lot of poverty as well. So it's a great opportunity for us to see how we can help a church that has already got great programs going on. They have about five things running through a foundation called the Arms of Love. So they do uh, have a compassion program run from the church. There's a Christian school run there. They have um, prison ministry happening where they get hygiene packs in. Um, they also do some local villages English classes. So they go out where there's kids that can't get to school and do little English classes. And um, they have this amazing building. They've just done one level. They've got two more levels to go called the House of Hope. And this building is all about letting teenagers that wouldn't have access to education and schooling come and live there and complete their education. How good's that? And they're sponsored. So they've got eight kids there at the moment. Six of them are learning to be teachers. One of them's doing agriculture. And um, the other one, I think, is doing something with computers and IT. So... I just think that's incredible. So we're going to get to see all of those things when we go on our trip. And then we've got one day set aside to really experience the locals and contribute to the local economy. We're going to shop that day. One day of shopping. So we'll tell you about that and I'm sure there'll be lots more to come. But um, I hope that you'll join us in praying for that trip. Um, we leave on the 20th of July and we're gone for eight days, and God has blessed us with an amazing little group as the, you know, first little people to step out in this season anyway, and what's awesome about it is that none of us have got any idea. 
So we are all first-time poverty venturers. We are all first-time mission trip people. So God's either having a laugh or he knows what he's doing. I think it's a bit of both. But I'm very thankful that he sent the Jordans because Dave can at least say to the barista, move over and let me just get in there and make us a decent coffee. And uh, Damo's travelled the world, so he's going to be helpful. Jackie's unflappable. She just is calm in all seasons. And if you've met my son, Riley, he can negotiate and talk to anybody. So I'm sure we're going to be fine. But we would appreciate your prayers. Because I've had to get comfortable with not seeing the details about this Bali trip. And um, when Pastor Ryan first came to Sean and I to ask us if we would oversight the Beyond team... I'd love to tell you that it was a dream in my heart that had been sitting there unnurtured. I'd been waiting for a tap on the shoulder. I saw a light and there was, a vis- there was none of that. I actually threw up in my mouth a little bit and said, oh, we'll pray about it. It's a good Christian response. And then you go away and pray, please, Jesus, no. Because of all the places that you can go on holidays, Bali has never been on our list not once. We've been asked to go by friends several times and we're like, oh no, I'm not going to Bali. And so here we are going to Bali. And um, I think that when God's on something, he's on it. And it's sometimes outside of your comfort zone. So I'm really excited, but I'm also secretly crapping myself. So I'm hoping that you'll all enjoy the journey as we unpack whatever it looks like. Bali belly, I know, right? I'm going to become vegan while we're there, Jackie. I'm only eating what Jackie eats, I've decided. I know, that'll probably just change my digestion system anyway. I have to be vegan now, Jackie. No, I can't do that either. But can I say this in wrapping up all of that story? I know it's a lot of information. Are you okay? There's a lot. As a church, we support a lot and we have so many great things happening. But we've got to be all in. This is no time for hokey-pokey Christians. I have no time for people that are one foot in and one foot out, shaking themselves around every now and again and then going back to their own life. We have got to be all in in Jesus' name. He didn't half go to the cross, people. We are an all-in faith. The Christian faith is all in. Something like, I wrote it down here, let me be accurate in this because I want to be accurate. 83.5% of the population in Bali follow Balinese Hinduism. We've got 3% of Australia or something like that. That is 3%, right? They consider 5%. They consider themselves Christians. That's a big difference. We have got to get this thing swinging more in God's favour. And in order for it to swing more in God's favour... We have to be all-in, authentic Christians where people feel the love of God and go, oh, that, that's what they'll come for. They won't come for any tricky thing. They'll come for an authentic God experience. My people are everywhere, says God. Opportunities are coming across our path daily, every day. But are we looking expectantly for them? In Hebrews 13, verse 13 to 16... Dave's going to pop it up for us, I think. It says, so let's go outside where Jesus is, where the action is, not trying to be privileged insiders, but taking our share in the abuse of Jesus. This insider world is not our home. We have our eyes peeled for the city about to come. Let's take our place outside with Jesus, 
no longer pouring out the sacrificial blood of animals, but pouring out sacrificial praises from our lips to God in Jesus' name. I'm going to ask the band to come. You know, when Jesus was crucified, it happened outside the city gates. And when the priests used to sacrifice animals, they would be killed outside the city gates. And for us to fight in Jesus' name, to see people set free, is going to happen outside the walls of our church. This gathering is where we come to encourage and inspire and cheer and praise God and lift up sacrificial praises to him. And we've got to be wholehearted. But sometimes things get in the way and sometimes things make us feel flat and sometimes circumstances make it hard to sing. But I wanted to just remind you this morning that there is a purpose for your heart and your life and if you'll give God permission to unlock it, he will set you free to fly again. We need to lay claim to the promises that God's whispered to us in the secret place. We need to breathe in and take a moment and feel where we are right now. Because God loves you and he's for you. He sees that painful place. He sees that feeling of anxiousness. He sees a place of fear. But he's bigger than all of that. And this morning, I just wanted to give you a minute just to think about what is it that stops you from being all in maybe. Or maybe you are all in, but you just need your faith eyes lifted a bit. So whatever it is, let's just close our eyes for a minute. If there's something that's blocking your vision from being able to just feel God close to you, Jesus is bigger than that. He's conquered death, hell and the grave. He has it all in hand and he is for you. This morning, I wanted to give you the opportunity if maybe you're not sure of your future, you might know a little bit about God, but you've certainly never accepted that he sent his only son to die for you and you don't have a relationship with him because knowing about God and knowing God are two really different places to be in. But the good news is that you don't have to have everything figured out. You just have to know that you can pray a simple prayer Acknowledge that you're a, sinner, you're a sinner and turn from that sin and you can be reconnected with God. So this morning, if that's you, if everyone just keeps their head bowed and their eyes closed, if this morning you haven't had a relationship with God before, but today you say, yeah, I don't know everything, but I want to know that, that God that created me. I want to be in a place where I know that I'm loved and I'm secure. If that's you this morning, just raise your hand and I'm just going to pray with you. There's nothing that can come between you and the love of Christ. That's you this morning. If you feel something tugging at your heart and you say, yes, God, I want to know you more today, just raise your hand where you are and I'll pray with you. I'm going to pray. Father, thank you that you see us. Thank you that you know every heart in this room and that you have a purpose and a plan for every person. God, I pray today. I want to be a Christian. I want to follow you, Jesus, every day of my life. I turn from my sin and I turn to you. Today is a new day. Thank you, Jesus, that I am saved. And thank you, Jesus, that I have a future with God. 
Amen. Amen. I also just wanted to take a minute. I actually saw like a cloak of heaviness when I was preparing this morning. I woke up kind of early and I've experienced depression. I know what it feels like. And it felt like there were some people that felt like they'd missed their time. They'd missed their purpose. They'd missed the mark. That God was done and it was finished. And there was like this cloak that was just laying on you like a heaviness. And God wants to take that off this morning. He doesn't want you to sit in a place. I mean, we don't want to talk about depression because everybody immediately thinks, oh, no, I'm not, I'm not depressed. I'm just in a rough spot. That's okay. Call it whatever you like. But your thinking is not unfoggy. Your thinking is cloudy. Your feelings of self-worth and the way that you are walking out your days aren't peaceful. And God sent Jesus to die so you could be set free from that kind of thing. He wants you to be able to have clear vision and clear thought. We hope you enjoyed our podcast and it was a great encouragement to you. For more information about C3 Newcastle City, visit our website, www.c3nc.com.